Hello and welcome to this week's Three Shifts edition by Six Pages, the source for far-reaching market shifts and what they mean. It's February 12th, 2021. I'm Eric Thompson, and here are the three shifts that you need to know this week. One, the global chip shortage is putting billions of dollars at risk across industries. Two, water facility hack exposes flaws in remote desktop software and industrial control systems. And three, Air taxi startup Archer goes public and signs a $1 billion deal with United. Shift 1. The global chip shortage is putting billions of dollars at risk across industries. Severe shortages of semiconductor chips are putting tens of billions of dollars in revenue at risk across industries. In 2020, the semiconductor industry grew by 6.5%. Chipmakers were already operating at capacity, making high-end smartphone and data center AI chips as well as meeting the broader surge in demand for laptops and home electronics. There was also the blacklisting of Chinese state-backed chipmaker SMIC, the stockpiling of chips by industry players, both in China and elsewhere, and an ongoing shortage of chemicals and substrate materials. In early 2021, all of this boiled over with the rebound of demand in cars, which used chips made on older 200mm wafers, an area where chipmakers have chronically underinvested in capacity. The automotive industry has been among the hardest hit. GM, Ford, Honda, Nissan, Daimler, Volkswagen, and Stellantis, the rebranded Fiat Chrysler PSA group, have all slashed production. Many have shut down whole factories. Ford's Q1 2020 output could be cut by as much as 20%. And as consumer demand rebounds, automakers could lose up to $61 billion in revenue. TSMC. Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company, the world's largest chipmaker, is at the center of the crunch. It serves half the foundry services market as a contract manufacturer for chip designers. In automotive, TSMC makes 70% of the microcontroller units used in cars, but automotive comprises just 3% of its revenue. Automotive chips are also lower margin than smartphone or server chips. Many cost less than a dollar, so they would normally be lower priority for TSMC. Given the worldwide attention, including a meeting with the Biden administration, TSMC has said it plans to prioritize chips for the auto industry. The tight chip supply and pivot by foundries to support the auto industry are driving a cascade of shortages in other sectors, such as smartphones, gaming consoles, and solar power. Qualcomm, the world's largest mobile chip supplier, is seeing shortages quote-unquote across the board and says it cannot meet demand. Sony blames PlayStation 5 console delays on shortages. AMD, which designs the processors for both Sony and Microsoft's consoles, relies on TSMC-made chips. This week, solar power firm Enphase Energy said it was also facing chip-related constraints in its supply chain. Even Apple, with its negotiating power, has seen tight semiconductor supply, which continues to hurt production and sales of the iPhone 12. Samsung has suggested that industry-wide constraints on smartphone production could even affect downstream demand for its mobile memory chips. Chip manufacturing plants can take two years to set up, and chips can take three to six months to make. Combined with global chip sales projected to be up 8.4% in 2021, the shortage is expected to continue for months at least, and into the second half of 2021. Automakers are learning a painful lesson in the risks of just-in-time supply chains. 
Many cost-conscious automakers took the lean manufacturing approach of keeping relatively little inventory on hand and canceled chip orders after the economy was hit in the early pandemic. Foundries redirected capacity to consumer electronics and servers, and automakers ended up being last in line when demand rebounded. It's also not easy to transition chip production lines. It can take six to nine months. The few OEMs who have navigated the crisis well were more forward-looking. Toyota has a four-month stockpile of chips as well as stable relationships with its suppliers. Hyundai, Kia, and BMW have also secured long-term semiconductor supply. More automakers are beginning to consider maintaining more safety stock. The current crisis is highlighting the concentration in the chip manufacturing industry. Even in the cases of Qualcomm and automotive chip suppliers NXP, Infineon, and Renesis, much of the actual chip production is outsourced to a few Asian players. As of December 2020, TSMC accounted for 55% of the global market, and Samsung Electronics represented 16%. Chinese chipmaker SMIC continues to face U.S. restrictions that have hampered sales. The concentration is even greater in high-end chips. In some segments, for example 5 nanometer, TSMC and Samsung are the only vendors. TSMC, which has invested billions in becoming the leader in chip production technology, $28 billion in CapEx planned this year alone, is the only provider of the most advanced silicon. Policymakers are stepping in to support domestic industries, though most plans are longer term. China, for instance, is moving on long-held ambitions to grow its own high-end chip manufacturing industry. Yesterday also saw an open letter to U.S. President Biden by 21 CEOs of chip companies urging more support for U.S. chip manufacturing. The Biden administration is working to address bottlenecks, and an executive order is expected initiating a review of the U.S. supply chain for critical goods like semiconductors. The EU is launching a chip alliance this quarter, considering building an advanced chip factory and coordinating around a project with up to $60 billion of investment for chip manufacturing. To read more content related to semiconductors and global supply chains, check out our June 26, 2020 Three Shifts edition, Apple Reinforces Its Walled Garden with Apple Silicon Chips and Macs. And our April 4, 2020 brief, Global Supply Chains Diversify Away from China. Shift 2. Water Facility Hack Exposes Flaws in Remote Desktop Software and Industrial Control Systems. Last week, a water treatment facility in Florida supplying water to 15,000 people was hacked through remote desktop software TeamViewer. TeamViewer is designed to let enterprise users and engineers remotely access, support, repair, or control connected devices, for example, computers, phones, and industrial machines. The plan had actually changed software vendors but had not removed TeamViewer from its network. In the incident, the hacker used TeamViewer to remotely access a computer in the plant two separate times and increased the amount of sodium hydroxide, lye, in the water by 111 times to dangerous levels. An operator saw the hacker control the mouse in real time and make the changes on the computer screen. The operator immediately reverted the changes so no harm was done. Other safeguards were also in place to alert operators of issues. TeamViewer is widely used by organizations serving over 200 million users and 2.5 billion connected devices across 200 countries. The company has benefited from stay-at-home measures during the pandemic, with sales growing 44% in 2020 to over $557 million, 
and expected growth of 30% in 2021. Following the hack, the FBI issued a private industry notification, PIN, which named TeamViewer as an application enterprises need to be aware of. While the PIN was not highly critical of TeamViewer, the FBI called it, quote, functionally similar to remote access Trojans, end quote, in its ability to control the desktop and insert files onto a computer. TeamViewer became almost ubiquitous in industrial control system environments during the pandemic. Most drinking water systems, for instance, are underfunded and unattended and use a remote access system like TeamViewer for monitoring. Cybersecurity experts have since spoken out against TeamViewer for its insufficient security measures, allowing full control of critical resources with just a password. Insecure implementations of TeamViewer have become a meme in some parts of the cybersecurity community. Even before the pandemic, operational technology, OT, that controls industrial equipment was a major cybersecurity vulnerability. Legacy industrial systems that control critical infrastructure, such as public utilities, have increasingly become connected to the internet with relatively few protections in place. Industrial control systems often use open communication protocols that allow software like TeamViewer to operate across systems unhindered by gateways or air gaps meaning that a cybersecurity intrusion within one part of the system, for example, TeamViewer, could cascade into others. One recurring theme of cyber attacks is how often people and processes are among the main sources of vulnerability. In this case, the intrusion appears to have taken place through access to password credentials, perhaps through weak passwords, password sharing, and or a lack of controls such as mandatory password changes. And the remote work boom has only made things worse. A Fortinet cybersecurity report found that 92% of organizations had at least one OT system intrusion in 2020. To read more content related to remote collaboration software, check out our December 4th, 2020, Three Shifts edition, Advances in Remote Customer Service, from Cloud-Based Contact Centers to Chatbots, and our July 24th, 2020, Three Shifts edition, APIs, Antitrust, and Entrance, the latest in the collaboration race. Shift 3. Air Taxi startup Archer goes public and signs $1 billion deal with United. Archer, the electric vehicle takeoff and landing, or eVTOL aircraft startup working on urban air taxis, picked up several big wins this week. First, Archer, which was valued at just $100 million in July 2020, went public via a SPAC merger with Atlas Crest Investment that valued the company at $3.8 billion. As part of the merger, Archer received $1.1 billion in funding, including $600 million from private investors such as United Airlines, Stellantis, and Abu Dhabi-based sovereign fund Mubadala. Archer expects to reveal its full-scale eVTOL aircraft later this year, begin producing its aircraft in 2023, and start flying consumers in 2024. It projects it will reach production of 1,000 of its maker eVTOL aircraft by 2026 and ramp up to 5,000 per year. Fiat Chrysler announced a partnership with Archer last month to help reduce the costs of producing the aircraft at scale. Separately, Archer closed its first major eVTOL order, a $1 billion deal with United Airlines. United will help develop Archer's battery-powered aircraft, which currently can carry four passengers up to 60 miles at 150 miles an hour. United will acquire a fleet of up to 200 of Archer's maker aircraft once they are operational with an option for an additional $500 million order. The air taxis will be operated by United affiliate Mesa Airlines. 
United wants to provide customers a convenient way to travel to United's hub airports and commute in urban environments, while reducing its carbon emission footprint. In an EV toll, the 18-mile trip from Manhattan to JFK Airport would take just 22 minutes, 7 minutes in the air. United estimates that use of Archer's eVTOL aircraft on a trip from Hollywood to LAX Airport could reduce carbon emissions by 47% per passenger. The urban air mobility, or UAM, market is still very early stages, but holds potential. eVTOL air taxis represent another evolution of ride hailing that could solve particular needs, such as medical transport, courier services, and airport commutes, though they may not be as widely adopted as Uber anytime soon. With over 56% of the world's population living in cities, a figure expected to reach 68% by 2050, eVTOLs also present an avenue for reducing congestion and pollution. Looking ahead, fully autonomous aviation, which Archer hopes to reach by 2028, holds the promise of pushing the cost-performance frontier out even further. A number of challenges will have to be overcome, however, before air taxis are a reality, including regulation and industry standards, air traffic management and operational safety, and infrastructure, for example, for charging and takeoff and landing. Nevertheless, a recent Roland Berger report predicted that air taxis will be a $1 billion market by 2030, and that we may see 160,000 air taxis generating $90 billion in annual revenue by 2050. Archer is vying with as many as 200 other companies for the urban air mobility market. Other noteworthy UAM companies include Toyota-funded Joby Aviation, which in December 2020 purchased Uber's Elevate air taxi unit and just started generating revenue this week, Volocopter, which is looking to launch its services in the EU, US, and Southeast Asia, potentially within two to three years pending regulatory approval, Lilium, which just partnered with Lufthansa to train pilots for its eVTOL jet, Whisk, eHang, and Hyundai. To read more content related to electric and autonomous vehicles, Check out our January 7th, 2021, Three Shifts Edition, breaking down the EV barriers, vehicle range, price, and charging infrastructure. And our April 28th, 2020 brief, RoboTaxi's local delivery in the future of driverless ground vehicles. That's it for this week's Three Shifts Edition. If you'd like to read more content and you're not already subscribed, head to sixpages.com to sign up for free summaries of our deeply researched briefs and the Three Shifts Edition straight to your inbox. Keep an eye out for our upcoming brief on private 5G networks and talk to you again on next week's Three Shifts Edition. Three Shifts Edition.